This is the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Bibus, episode number 43 with Jennifer Fricelli. I don't know what you heard, but yeah, yeah, she runs the show. Hello, hello, everybody. Cassandra Bibus here. Welcome to episode number 43. Um, this is an amazing episode. I know I say that about a lot of episodes, but this is what I call a game-changing episode because I have none other than Jen Fricelli with me on today's episode, and we just dive into a whole bunch of things connected to your destiny, your future, your cosmic coaching relationship. Jen is a coach. She's an astrologer. She talks about how as entrepreneurs, our birth charts are offer such critical information to not only how we run our businesses, but to how we live our lives, like how we create from the highest place within us. And you know what? If you don't know your birth chart, you don't really know how to do that. If you don't understand how to take the information in your birth chart and apply it to all aspects of your life, including your business, guess what? You're not really maximizing your potential. And so I talked to Jen today about a lot of things. I talked to her about, you know, what your sign really means and why you need to know the different aspects of your sign in order to get the full picture. We talk about things like, you know, being a spirit junkie, Gabby Bernstein's work and A Course in Miracles and Marianne Williamson and how Jen came to be uh, the, the cosmic coach, astrologer, individual. I mean, she's the cosmic firecracker. You're going to hear it in the episode. Like you're going to hear her energy, her vibe, her passion. And she is that fierce combination of, you know, astrologer, coach, and spiritual teacher. And I got to tell you, as an entrepreneur, you want a firecracker on your side, on your team. So let me not postpone this amazing discussion any further. Just take a listen. Jen Fricelli. everybody. We are back for another episode of She Runs the Show, and I have got Jen Fricelli, the cosmic firecracker here with us today. Jen, thanks for joining. Yeah, I'm so excited to be on your podcast. I am excited to talk to you because I have always been a firm believer that the stars, numerology, astrology, they all really give us so much good information, especially as entrepreneurs. So talk to me a little bit about how you became the cosmic firecracker? Great question. So uh, um, it all started around the age of, I would say, 15, 16. I was really into spirituality in general. I I would always go to Barnes & Nobles and go to that section immediately. (laughs) Um, But I think my friend had a book on astrology, and I kind of, I've always been pretty skeptical. I have a lot of earth energy in my chart, Um, and I kind of was like, I don't know about this, you know, and I read, I read my sign, and I was a little blown away how accurate it was, and but, you know, I would show it to people at some, what, what were we going to say? Oh, and so then, I think people sometimes get, like, they have different responses to when they read something about their sign, so what's your sign, and what did you, what blew you away about what you discovered about your sign? So, and, and by the way, the reason why I resonated with it so much is because I'm a Sagittarius with rising Sagittarius and then Mercury. So I had a lot of the energy in my chart. 
Um, and so I'm a Sagittarius, Moon and Capricorn. What blew me away is it just kind of knew all the themes of who I am, that I, you know, I seek freedom, I need that space, I need to be alone, I, all the Sagittarius themes. You know, but for some people it wasn't the same. It wasn't so, like, they would read their sign and be like, I don't really know if that's me. And so that's what kind of guided me to another book that taught me how to do the birth chart. And that's when I realized that it isn't so cut and dry. It isn't just about your sign. There's so many components and layers to a whole chart. It's basically just a picture of the sky when you came to Earth, when you were born. So there's so much to study. It's a never-ending study when it comes to your birth chart. And so when when people feel, because, you know, I mean, I think most people in general know what their sign is. Tell me a little bit more about what's the difference between, like, knowing that I'm a Capricorn, but then also looking at my birth chart. What, what makes those two so different? So th- whenever we say I'm a Capricorn, I'm a Aquarius, that's just the sun energy. And We actually follow that, whether you believe in astrology or not, you are following that, you know, naturally, because that's the calendar. So the seasons kind of follow that, right? It's like right when the sun goes into cancer, we go into summer, right? So there's um, this sun cycle that we follow, and we all naturally follow it. You know, we celebrate the new year, and then it's another year, and so it takes, you know, that one year to go through the 12 signs, and that's just a natural thing that we do. But we, you know, we, there was, um, the moon was in a section of the sky. And, and let me just rephrase that the section, the reason why they call it the study of the stars is it's really not, we're not studying the stars per se, but it's the sections of the constellations that make up the signs. So it's the study of the planets going through these sections, right? Mm-hmm. And so you have, you know, uh, the moon was in a section. Mercury was in a section, you know, and, and so it's really about uh, um, these cycles, and I think that's another piece that people don't understand is that we actually have every sign and every energy in our birth chart. It's just where is it located and what do we have more of and less of and what are the major themes that we're learning in this life. Mm. And so, you know, a lot of women entrepreneurs are, are always, you know, the branding question comes up a lot, like what is my purpose in my business? What are my strengths? How do I leverage them? What are my weaknesses? What do I do about them? How do you see your birth chart fitting into your work and and how you operate as an entrepreneur? Wonderful question. So there is, in the birth chart, there is this line called that I call the destiny line. And it's actually something that I didn't find until I was in 10 years into studying astrology. I never really knew about it. Like, I knew it was there, but I didn't know that it was actually everything. And it, like, until you know your destiny line, you really don't know much about your life journey. And the destiny line is really just the nodes of the moon. It's called the north node and the south node. And it's not necessarily planned. It's actually points in a chart. And it's, it's the points where the path of the sun and the path of the moon, they never meet, but they meet in the north point and they meet at one point in the south point. And that's how we, that's what determines it. So basically what it is, is it's the south node is where we stay stuck. It's our comfort zone. It's what we do best. I like to call it our golden ticket. It's like what we are just arrive at. But if we do too much of it, we stay stuck. And the other side is the north node. And in astrology, there's opposites. So it's exact opposite sign is your north node 
And that's your destiny. That's what you're here to do. That's what your life is about and what you're called to. But it's not necessarily comfortable for you. You have to get out of your comfort zone to go to that side. And so really the brand, when branding comes into play is really a, a balance of both of those sides. And, you know, obviously your sun and your moon are a part of that, that journey. But really it's that destiny line, that hero's journey theme that is what you are and who you are. Mm. And so if you have your birth chart, how can you take that information and really use it as an entrepreneur? So when you once you know your north node, you kind of know where you're going. And, and, and when you know your south node, you kind of know where you come from and where you're coming from. And so it can really help you um, tap into your authentic story because the truth of the matter is we don't buy things. We buy people. We buy people. You know, we buy their story. We buy what, what they make us feel, you know, and, and that feeling of just being connected to their story. And so I feel like... You know, whenever you look at a celebrity, for example, we innately know. Like, if you, I always say, like, we all have a behind the music. <laughs> and so, like, you know, you watch the behind the music and you're like, oh, I don't like this person. And then by the end, you're like crying because you've seen their, their, their rise and their fall, you know, all of that. So I think that when you look, like, and that's something that I've always loved about astrology because I could watch a behind the music and I know exactly why this person's going through what they're going through because I know the themes in their chart. So I think that once you, it's, it's almost like before, now, and I, I also say that, you know, your chart is not going to hold you when your dog dies, right? It's not, it's just an x-ray. It kind of shows you what's going on, but it's not the actual cure of your suffering and all of that. But when you know your chart versus not know you, your chart, you actually have more direction and more understanding, and you can take, when things happen to you in your business or when things happen to you in your life, you can really understand, oh, right, this is a part of what I'm here to learn and a part of what I'm here to teach. Mm. And how, how did you know on your own entrepreneurial journey that this was the business that you needed to focus on? Great question. Well, I actually didn't fully know. I, being a Sagittarius, let me say it, being a Sagittarius, and I know that Marie Forleo is a Sagittarius, and she always says that she didn't want, she didn't want to cut, like, off an arm, so to speak, in when she was trying to figure out her branding. And I really resonate with that as a Sagittarius because we have, so, as a Sagittarius, I want to wander. I constantly want something new, right? And I always had a million passions. So I was a singer. I was an actress. I had a photography business for a short amount of time. I got my master's in special education. I was a teacher. Um, and then I always had the spirituality and the astrology. And I'm a writer. You know, I have all these things. And it was really hard for me to say, well, which direction do I want to go, you know? And I think what ended up happening was the astrology never left me. It was something I always did for free. And that's when you know that you're onto something. Because it was something that I, ne I, I, like, I had to do it. It wasn't like I wanted to do it. It was like I had to do it. I was just constantly thinking in that way, you know? But as I kind of came along the journey of finally saying, okay, I'm going to become a more you know, entrepreneur astrologer versus just this is my hobby, so to speak. Once I got to that point of the journey, it kind of all started to come together. And I realized that my brand wasn't just the astrology. It was all of the things that I was interested in. And that's, I think that's the hardest part for entrepreneurs. It's, it's, it's um, 
mixing together all the strengths and the passions you have into one unique brand. And that's when you have to really carve your own path because there was no book that said, how do you be the, co- the comedian astrologer girl? You know what I mean? Exactly. There was no book that guided you to that. Um, and so, you know, that's when you got to trust your own self. And, you know, I love I love the fact that, that on your website you talk about the fact that you're a fierce combination of coach, astrologer, and spiritual teacher. So what does that look like when you work with a client? Yes, that's a great question. So a lot of people, they just want to know, well, when, when should I get married? And, you know, when should I do this? And, you know, I, I love horoscopes, and I love following astrologers that write horoscopes and that do it really well. Um, like Susan Miller, she's mastered it, you know. Um, but I don't love the horoscopes because I am first and foremost a spiritual teacher. I teach a mixture. Um, I call it my spiritual smoothie, and I guide people to create their own. But my spiritual smoothie is a mixture of the the work of Abraham Hicks, well, of attraction work, um, Course in Miracles, Buddhism, and psychology. And I kind of stir that together to kind of create my own spiritual guidance system and something that I teach in my um, Cosmic curriculum is the one two three four method which is something that people can get from my website if they you know opt in there they can get my free audio training series but in that one two three four method it actually mimics astrology because we all know the phrase body mind and soul right the body mind and soul connection and so in astrology we have these four elements and it goes in a certain order it's fire and then it's earth and then it's air and then it's water and that's actually the spiritual trilogy if you will but you're adding in the emotion so it's really um spiritual energy comes into physical form right and then we have a thought about it and then we have an emotion about it and then we repeat that thing Mm -hmm. so a lot of times when i teach astrology it's actually more of a organizing system of the spiritual themes right so I don't like people to get too caught up into the ego version of astrology where it's like, oh, the sky's going to tell me what to do. Exactly. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, you are, you're not your sign. You're your energy, and your energy comes through that, that very unique personality filter that you have, but you have the choice to bring negative energy or bring positive energy, and it's really working with that energy first and foremost. Oh, that's powerful. You're not your your sign. You're your energy, and you get to choose. Oh, that's that's wow. And it's what's and, and talk to me a little bit about. I mean, especially for women entrepreneurs, why is it so critical that we really get clear on that fact? Like we're not our labels. You know, we're not our signs. We're our energy. Why is the energy component really crucial to entrepreneurial success? Great question. Um, I think that, you know, it's, it's interesting how the, the world of the entrepreneur has, has shifted, at least in our industry, in terms of, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs now are not, they're not just like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm running a business. They're, I'm this, you know, wellness, you know, I'm, I'm living this life of luxury and wellness and uh, flexibility and I'm living the dream. And it's, it's less about, like, making money and it's more about, like, following your calling and your and your path. And so I think that, you know, when you are an entrepreneur, you're a leader. You're you're um people are looking up to you. And so you wanna be you wanna be the light. You wanna be good, awesome energy. You don't want to bring negative energy, first and foremost, because people are watching you, right? But I also think it's a piece of 
you know, when you bring out your energy, you're going to get back what you bring out. Um, and so if you want your business to thrive, you, you're going to want to bring in some, some good energy. And when I say good, I think there's also those, those terms we use, bad, good, whatever. I like to say the high vibe you. So it's, you know, in life, if you're at a concert, for example, that's when you're feeling that high vibe energy. You, you know, you're, it, it's not your just average day on a Monday in the office, you know. And so I think that, like, we can always tap into that high vibe energy if we choose it. And so that's why... I, I always say it's a choice, um, but I also think we've got to like, you know, the Buddhist perspective is also be present. Like, if your ego's coming up, your ego's coming up. Yeah, and and sort of be available to it. Now, you mentioned a course in miracles and also the work of Abraham. How do you weave those two into your work with clients? Great question. So, again, it all goes back to my one, two, three, four method, because um, in the Abraham work, and I love. Abraham, because law of attraction is something that's amazing, but I think people misinterpret it and get it wrong, and what I love about Abraham is Abraham and Esther Hicks, they kind of teach it in a, in a really, really good way, mm-hmm. um, but they have an emotional guidance scale, and the emotional guidance scale is, you know, one is joy, and I think 22 is like utter depression, and what I love about it is you cannot go from utter depression to joy. You have to inch your way up into the feeling. And by doing it, there's various exercises that they give. You can, you know, say different phrases, better feeling thoughts, you know, all of that. Um, but it is when, whenever, you know, in life we are, we're our mind, we're our body, we're our emotions, and we're our spiritual energy. It's a four-part system, right? Yeah. So you need to approach every part, and sometimes you're going to need more of one than the other. So for a while, I was really into my spiritual practice. I was affirming, I was praying, I was feeling, you know, but I had forgotten about the body piece. I wasn't bringing my spirituality to my body and my body was suffering. So it's really about balancing all four, all four levels. And another cool thing about astrology is that we have trapped energy. So I like to call it our vibrational set point. And so when I say you can choose what energy you're going to bring into a room, Yes, we do have choice, but we are working against these trapped vibrational set points of things that happened to her in our childhood, you know, all these wounds and the way that our subconscious and our ego deals with it, right? Yeah. And it, you can actually find that in the birth chart. It's back to that destiny line. So how I do it is whatever your south node is, so I'll use me as an example. My south node is Aquarius in the Taurus house. So what that means is my comfort zone is mental energy and logical energy, okay? Mm-hmm. And what I'm learning is I'm learning fire and I'm learning water. So I'm learning how to take action before thinking about it for too long. <laughs> and I'm learning how to feel my way into things instead of analyze. Mm-hmm. Now, does that mean that I have to, right? So, like, my comfort zone is spreadsheeting. But like, I will stay inside an Excel spreadsheet for hours <laughs> to avoid... Yeah, like, it's crazy to avoid doing what I need to do. Now, if someone didn't know my birth chart, they might say, oh, Jen, you know, they might give me some wrong advice that might not really guide me to what I really need. So I know innately that the spreadsheet is my comfort zone. So if I want a spreadsheet for, like, 15 minutes, that's great. But then i got to switch to taking action and being that emotional energy. You know you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. if I don't, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose my direction. So that's kind of how I work with clients when 
it comes to this spiritual work. It's like we do the spiritual work first, but we use the chart as support. Absolutely. So the chart kind of says, okay, let, let's get to know yourself so that you, you can honor that. And then the spiritual work and the coaching work really helps you to be intentional and conscious about what you're choosing energy-wise. Exactly. Mm, see, that's powerful because I, I don't know. Do you think that most entrepreneurs are very conscious about how they use their energy? What do you think about that? That's a great question. Um, I would say I think it really depends on who the entrepreneur is. I, I, I've noticed that, you know, when you're like, when you're, once you're in your business for a while, you might have more space to say, okay, how am I showing up? But there is that, those zones of hustle where you just kind of are surviving, right? Yeah. And so I don't, I, so I think it's also a matter of like loving ourselves through those moments because we can't always be so conscious of how we're showing up, right? It's exactly. like sometimes we're just surviving, you know what I mean? And so I think that um, it really depends also where you are in the journey of your entrepreneurial journey. Absolutely. And really, you know, when, when you're in the beginning stages and you're sleeping three hours a night and you have 10 autoresponder emails and five YouTube videos to get done, it's hard to stop and say, okay, where's my energy? <laughs> you know, like, where's right. my energy right now? But, exactly. if you, but I, it makes sense to me because if you know your birth chart and if you've got a coach who kind of is that nudge to come back to consciousness, you can get good at taking little breaks to really get clear on your energy, even yeah. if you've got that crazy schedule. But exactly. I think it takes a coach and, to do you know, that, it's though. Funny too, because that's, yeah, I agree. Because you need that outside voice. Because here's the thing, you know, a lot of people will say, a lot of people when they're starting out being, like coaches, for example, and spiritual teachers, they'll say, who am I to be a spiritual teacher? I don't have things all together. But the truth is, what I'm realizing in that world is that you you can't coach yourself just like you can't a doctor can't give themselves surgery you know like you need your own you need someone else helping you and even though they maybe they don't have it fully together in their life but if they have those those strengths of being the light for you and being the strength for you then you have that guidance i really truly believe that everyone needs to coach if they're an entrepreneur 100 percent. absolutely and i think everyone needs um that sense of of having someone who's going to call them back to themselves if that makes sense like it's easy to get lost in a gentle way yeah and to really say come back like, just wake up a little. Okay, here, let's go and kind of guide you to where you want to be, somebody who's going to hold that space for you. Yes, absolutely. And I also think it's funny because I know that when I when I rewatch a lot of the Abraham Hicks um, live videos on YouTube, like of them talk, of her talking through Abraham, um, she's, she really promotes being getting back on alignment before you take any action and sometimes that's not always like practical like sometimes we just are where we are like you were saying like sleeping three hours and just needing to get things done but i do think that sometimes we don't think that like one hour break of watching our favorite television show and eating our favorite food we, we think that's bad but sometimes we need to get we need to like walk away and have some fun to get yes yeah. back on alignment you know what i mean because then we're we're just we're just resistant we're in resistance mode you know and and that's the piece to me that makes coaching so powerful because oftentimes we're in resistance mode and we don't know it and a coach can yeah. help you bring you to the place where you become more aware of where you're resisting and how often you're in resistance exactly exactly 
exactly. We get, and that go, and that it's so funny because that goes back again to the whole one, two, three, four method thing that I was talking about. And and just to like make it clear, one is like we're one, and then two is we have the separation, and then it's it's so there's like we're in the land of twoness. It's like hot, cold, left, right, and that's where the physical the physical reality comes in. It's like we're in we're in a physical um, plane. Like, we, we have, there's time. We have to worry about time. We have to worry about space. If I want to go to, like, Los Angeles, I have to get in an airplane. I can't just, like, you know, snap my fingers and get there. So a lot, so there's a lot within this tunis experience, there's a lot of suffering that can come up because right. our spirit doesn't want to wait for it. Our spirit is like, no, I want it now, you know? And that's right. So I think that's another piece to where the coach comes into play because that's when our ego our ego goes into like fear and then we're just like we're in the fear spiral and we can't get back to that high vibe energy that and and back to why why we're here our calling absolutely and now if if people want to find out more about your one two three four process how do they get access to that so on my website if you um, put your name and email in you will get my three-part um Cosmic Curriculum Audio Training Series. It's free. And in that three, it's three audio calls. Uh, I think they're each 30 minutes. And in that um, audio training series, I go into all of that. I go into the one, two, three, four method and everything surrounding it. Perfect. So jenniferforcelli.com, and I'll put that in the show notes so people can access it directly. And I think that's so beautiful because, you know, I listen to a ton of Abraham as I'm driving places. And, you know, I've been going through this, like, wanting a baby, not being able to get a baby, have a baby, get pregnant, what have you. And I listened to one, and she was just like, just stop thinking about it. Like, just stop doing that because that's just total resistance. And that's exactly what I did. But I could see as an entrepreneur if somebody said to me, okay, you're trying to get to a certain revenue place in your business, just forget about it as a way of releasing resistance, I would have difficulty doing that. I really would. And I'd need a coach to help me, like, get to the place of reducing the resistance in a way that I could actually feel like I could do. Right. Did you say you were a Capricorn? I'm a Capricorn, totally. Okay, so, well, there you go. That's that's your cardinal energy. Your cardinal cardinal energy, which is Capricorn, Cancer, Aries Libra, and you're the and remember there's there's four elements, so you're the earth cardinal, right? So it's like there's the fire cardinal and the air cardinal. That's how I teach it. If you really break it down, then it makes more sense. So it's like you wanna be the leader and you wanna be in control in a logical, earthly, tangible sense. So a big Capricorn thing, and I have it too because my moon is Capricorn and my Mars is Capricorn, the reason why we're so ambitious it's because we want to control it. We exactly. want to control it. You know what I mean? Um, but, like, like, sometimes life doesn't work that way, especially when it comes to motherhood. And I'm having the same thing because being an entrepreneur, you know, we, we have such big vision that we – it's hard to be like, well, how am I going to do it all? You know? That's right. Um, right. But, um, yeah, I think that, you know, with that, this is another thing I teach in my Cosmic Curriculum is that because we're – because we're of two worlds, and that's how I teach it. It's that's the Course in Miracles piece. We're of two worlds, so we. That's why it's one two in the one two three four method. It's we're oneness. There's one oneness before we're born. We're one with our mother, you know. And that's before right. that, we don't know we don't know what that was before that. But there was a oneness experience, right? Absolutely. And then we come into the twoness experience, and it's this. It's almost like oh, like we just like fall from the sky almost feeling. It's like we were in this high vibe oneness feeling. And now we're in the, in the tunis feeling, but Abraham teaches that 
we have that high vibe version of us, right, guiding us. And That's we're right. still that, that part of us. And, right? Yeah. And so a big thing I teach is that we have, what were you going to say? Oh, no, go ahead. Were you going to say something? Oh, I, yeah, I was just going to say that we have to surf the paradox. We are literally living a paradox. And so we have to surf the paradox of hustle, 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 go for it versus chill the hell. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and that's a fine line, really. To, that's a fine line to surf. It, yeah. And when you say, you know, surfing the paradox, it becomes so challenging because if you are a sign that wants to be in control, surfing the paradox doesn't feel like a whole lot of control. No. No, it doesn't. Right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> and let me just say this. Like, we, even if someone doesn't have cardinal energy in their chart, again, we all have these, this energy in our chart in some way. Because, so, for example, let's say, you know, you, were, you have no Capricorn in your chart, but your husband's a Capricorn. Or maybe you grew up with your father being a Capricorn. That person is triggering that part of your chart all the time, right? So it's like we're always dealing with these themes, even if we don't have them in our chart per se. Oh, that's so true. And my father's a Capricorn, my mother's is an Aries, and my husband is a Libra. So there you go. <laughs> oh, you have all the cardinal signs right there. <laughs> there you go. So so talk to me a little bit about, you know, what interests me is that the blend that you bring to the table in terms of coaching is so powerful because it really calls the higher self forward. So have you ever had an experience with a client where you work with them, but there was a whole lot of resistance? How did you help them get out of that resistance? Mm. Well, a lot of, like I said, I, I also bring in psychology into the, into the mix and specifically neuro-linguistic programming, mm -hmm. NLP work. Very good. Um, and what that does is it, it's basically just like a lot of a lot of the, that's happening with us. And let me go back to that one, two, three, four method. What I didn't mention was the, the three and four part, which is one, one is oneness. Then we're go, we go into two-ness. And then three is our mind, our thoughts about it. And four is our emotions, our feelings about it. And three and four are the internal landscape. That is all happening internally, right? So one and two is external. Three and four is internal. And so we only have control. When, when we want to control the external, we have to go to the internal. We have to go to the internal landscape of our thoughts and our feelings, right? That's where we manifest. That's the manifestation zone, right? Um, but a huge piece to the internal landscape is there's a conscious part of our internal landscape and a subconscious part. And the subconscious part keeps us stuck, right? Because our subconscious just wants us to be safe. We just want to be safe. It's, we call it the critter brain. The critter brain just wants to do whatever we've survived, we're going to keep doing. That's why it's so hard to break a habit and why we resist. Our ego resists because our ego is like, no, this is life and death. If you try to coach me out of, of this thing, even though I really want it, my ego thinks we're about to die. That's why leaving your comfort zone is so scary. So there's many ways to do that in a way that's gentle yet, you know, like coachy. You, I mean, you don't want to be too gentle where you're <laughs> – you don't want to be too gentle where the person's not changing, right? But you also don't want to be too much tough love where the person's so scared. Exactly. So, it's, again, it's that paradox. You've got to um, really surf the paradox. And I also think it's about being that curious witness 
to their because because it's you know our own wounds and our own subconscious has nothing to do with our clients' wounds and subconscious. So if I had certain you know thoughts about money when I was little, that could be totally different thoughts that my clients have. So as a coach, you have to become a detective and you have to be very curious and you need to ask a lot of questions. Absolutely. And then, you know, with your performer background, that's what brings the energy that you bring to the table, you know, the comedy, the energy. So to me, I would feel like um, I would get off a call with you and I'd just be raring to go because your energy is so such a high vibration level. Yeah. <laughs> I try to, well, that's the thing. Like, you've got to entertain people, too. Like, that, you can't be That's boring. right. No, nobody wants to be told to do this. Like, like you know, if I've got to choose yeah. between Eeyore and Tigger, I'm going the Tigger way. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Yes. you got to make people laugh because that's another piece to it is, like, you know, like, there's a place for feeling re- ridiculously sad, and then there's a place for being, like, oh, my God, life is hilarious. You know what I mean? Like, yes. It's like, what? Life is crazy. <laughs> and, and, you know, it wasn't until I started listening to Abraham that I learned and gave myself permission to feel up the scale. Like, you know, yeah. ho- hopelessness is pretty bad, but if I can get to anger, that's better feeling. Like, that's yeah. better, right? So I didn't, yeah. because yeah. I don't think, uh, I think a lot of people don't give themselves permission to feel things like anger, even though if you know where it falls on the scale, anger is better than feeling hopeless. Yes. And that was actually one of my favorite moments of my – I got into them in 2005. So I've, I've pretty much been following them for like 10 years. That was my favorite moment when I when I read that, when she talked about how sometimes if you see someone who's really angry, they might actually be feeling better than they were feeling. Yes. Because we judge people. We're like, oh, they're so angry. But we don't know where they were. They might have been in massive depression, and now at least they're out of that, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and part of, you know, getting to a better feeling place, I would think, especially as an entrepreneur, is the self-care piece and the taking care of yourself and keeping harmony between work and life. How do you accomplish that? Like you've got a lot going on. You've got things launching, you know, working with clients. How do you manage your own self-care routines as an entrepreneur? Great question. Um, I, I think that in the beginning of the entrepreneurial journey, I mean, I mean, everyone's got a different story, but for me, the beginning was, I mean, it's been a little, you know, I, I'm doing a lot, you know, so it's like sometimes you've got to sacrifice just a little bit, but it, it has been kind of a dance of like, okay, well, is this me sacrificing for the mission or is this me just like, I really need a break, you know? So I think it's important to see friends. I think it's really important to like, give yourself a day here and there to like put some social stuff in your calendar um, and see friends. And I make sure I get my nails done. I go to the salon. You know That's I mean? right. I do those like beauty things because it's really important to feel good about yourself. Um, but also just like taking a break to watch your favorite like reality show. Like I watch, I watch the bachelor because that's so chill and funny. Like I was just like, I need a break. You know? <laughs> Except so. the one night stand thing blew me away. I was like, are you serious? Did they really put that on TV? Oh like oh how many goodness, of the I'm bachelor men were just fine? And now just because it's a yeah. bachelorette, you want to talk about her having a one night stand? I'm just saying, I know. just saying. Well, I just, I just thought it was crazy that they filmed the moaning. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? <laughs> Oh, but you got to make good television, you know? Like, they're in the business of television. 
but she's a Gemini, which is so funny to me. Like I'm like I'm like watching it. I'm like you clearly have some Sagittarius in your chart because Gemini is like Gemini filters. They want to like put the, the the best front forward. So I don't know. She, I, she might not be like having Gemini, or maybe she's learning learning Gemini. <laughs> I don't. Well, I tell you what. The one sign that I said to myself when I was like 13 that for kids I didn't want to have was Gemini, and two out of my three kids are Gemini, and the other one is Gemini, but right at the beginning of Cancer. So there you go. <laughs> no way. That's so I'm like I'm like you never know who's coming to dinner. Who's who's coming to dinner this time? I don't know. We'll yeah, see who they are. Hilarious. The twins. <laughs> It's so funny, too, because my friend, she would, she never, like, everyone she dated was a Gemini, and, she, and then she would break up, and she'd be like, oh, I'm never dating a Gemini, and then she would date a Gemini, and then, like, finally she met her current husband, who was a Gemini, and she's like, I can't get away from them, whatever, so then she was, <laughs> then she was pregnant, and, I mean, her daughter's two now, but she was pregnant, and she was, like, about to, like, it was, like, about to be time, she's like, oh, no, Jen, my daughter's gonna be a Gemini, and I'm like, no, no, I think you're going to make it. And her daughter was born right on the, like, she was born a cancer, so she made it. And she was like, yay. And then I texted her, and I was like, I hate to break it to you, but your daughter's a cancer in the Gemini house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Meaning my... <laughs> she still, still had Gemini. Like, she couldn't get away. And so, but sometimes, you know, sometimes you got to learn certain themes, man. The universe, you know, tells you what theme you're learning. Oh, I know. I have a June 22nd child. So, boom, first day of cancer, I think, but really a Gemini in disguise. So, there you go. <laughs> exactly. There you go. <laughs> so, talk to me about, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs are going to hear this and they're going to say, this makes sense to me. How do I learn how to connect the pieces so I can use this in my business? And to me, it sounds like if they learn more from you, they're going to get a fresh perspective coming from the coaching and the astrology and the spiritual work. How can they get connected to your work? Um, well, first of all, I have a YouTube channel, and I have a million, I have, not a million, but I have a lot of videos on there, and I'm going to be having a lot more. Um, so they can check out my videos, and I have a video for each sign. So Ooh. it's like, what is Aries? What is Libra? And I have those, which I did a couple years ago. Um, and, and in that video, I kind of give an overview of the sign. I give the, the, the pros and cons of the sign. And then at the end, I do a little a bit about the opposite sign, because I really believe it's, it's um, teams of, um, it's really six signs, and they work together. So it's like Aries works with Libra. You know, you got to know the yin and the yang, right? That's right. So, yeah, so they can do that. Um, but I also think that there's a couple different components that I think would help entrepreneurs when it comes to astrology. So we have two main major cycles within the year. Um, obviously, we have the sun, um, but it's really the, the moon cycles are really big. So each week of the year is one-fourth of a moon cycle. So, and, and we have about 12 to 13 of these moon cycles. Oh, can you hear that noise? I'm so sorry. Oh, don't even worry about it. This is real life, <laughs> real, real stuff. real life, people. That's right. Um, it's like the universe knows I'm about to talk about, talk about Mercury retrograde. Um, <laughs> exactly. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I feel like we're always in Mercury retrograde, though. I know. My mother always says that to me. She's like, we're always in Mercury retrograde. I'm like, no, we're not. But really what it is is it's seven weeks of the year, seven to eight weeks of the year, we're in Mercury retrograde, and then seven weeks of the year, we're not in Mercury retrograde. And so it's this back-and-forth feeling of we're in it, then we're not in it. And so that's a huge theme of the Zodiac. A huge theme of the Zodiac is that we have this 
period in the year where we have the off time and we have the on time, right? And that's the biggest thing that entrepreneurs need to know. They need to know the on and off period. Because when you're on, when we're in action mode, which is we're actually about to start to go into, is that's seven to eight weeks of just like go for it. Like you can take action. And then when we go back into the retrograde period, it's not a, a moment where you can't take action necessarily. It's just more a better moment to see old friends, go to yoga, go to a spiritual retreat. Like it's that, you know what I mean? So they're going to want to do launches during the on period and do more of the creative stuff in the off period. Ooh, so now when, now when is the next on period? So, so how it works when it comes to the Mercury is Mercury has a pre-phase, then the phase, and then the post-phase, right? The, the pre-phase usually comes around the moon. So, like, when, if we're going to go retrograde, let's say, like, I think we went retrograde like May 18th this year was like when Mercury went retrograde, we were feeling it two weeks before May 4th, right around that full moon, right? So it's like, because the full moon, the full moon is like that peak moment every month. And it's like, we're about to go retrograde. So that's when we start to really feel the pre-phase like, oh no, it's like that subconscious feeling of like, we got to get everything done and people are freaking out and they're running around. And then we go into the retrograde phase. And then once we get direct, once we go direct, we have to go back to the original degree. So let's say it was Gemini 13 degrees and it started to go backwards, backwards, backwards. We're technically not forwards until it goes to degree 14, right? We're so like past the degree it went retrograde and to the next degree. Then we're finally moving forward. So we're actually going to do that today, I think. So tomorrow, mm-hmm. June 28th, we're like, we're, we've got seven to eight weeks of just like full on action. Oh, perfect. See, and these are the kinds of things that if you don't have a coach, if you don't understand your birth chart, if you don't know how to use it, then you don't know. And then if you're in a more creative phase and you're not able to launch, 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 you're blaming yourself when you should look at the whole picture, right? Exactly. So Mm. like, for example, like, and I don't think, and everyone's going to decide what's best for them. Like, so, for example, like, I went to a spiritual retreat during retrograde, and it was fabulous. It was incredible because that's the time to go inward, right? right? So, like, I don't think that you should necessarily, like, you can plan things in your business for the retrograde period, but do the launching before that, right? That's right. So, that's it's right. like, yeah. So I, and, and I also think that everyone's different. Like, I actually happened to travel the weekend we were going retrograde, and I was like, oh, no, what am I doing? I should not be, like, flying in a plane. Like, I shouldn't be doing anything. But I was like, you know what? It'll be research. <laughs> I traveled. And, you know, it wasn't bad. Like, it wasn't that bad. But there were certain things that happened. It was just a headache. You know what I mean? It was like everything took forever. And I was just like, I'm never traveling again. So I, was like, <laughs> I, to, I was like, I'm telling all my friends to never get married during this time. That's right. But, yeah, you can't control it. You know what I mean? There's certain things you got to do. But... You know, now I know, like, if I'm really going to plan a trip like, and I can decide when I'm going, I'll just do it on the on the on period. Yeah. And that's so and that's so important because I think we blame ourselves for a lot of things that if we understood energy and if we understood mm-hmm. the timing of things, we would be more compassionate with ourselves. Yes, And what it means for us, like each timing means something different for people. So, you know, like a new, every month we have a new moon. And what that means is it's the fresh start moment of the next round of 28 days and so it's um that 
moment, new moon just means that the sun and the moon are in the same sign. Mm. And, yeah, so it's like kind of like a reset button. Like, And so when we're in the last quarter phase of the cycle, you know, people might be like, why does everything feel so like, ugh? And it's because we're ending one cycle, beginning the new. So it's like knowing those cycles is so powerful. It is. It is. Oh, my goodness. And I must say that I absolutely love your Instagram page. Like, Thank if people you. people need to, to go to Instagram.com forward slash Jennifer Fricelli, and I will put that in the show notes. But can I tell you, I don't know how to cook the way you do. So I'm just looking at all of your healthy pictures and, like, the steak taco, like, everything, like, yeah. uh, the, the shrimp with the greens. Like, if I knew how to cook like that, I for sure would, would cook healthier. But, like, you've got it down to a science. So how you manage the business and everything else and still have your smoothies and your great meals, I'm, like, I'm amazed. I try it's been a long journey with that i used to be a virtual assistant um for a couple of years and i i happened to just assist all these nutritionists and so i learned like a lot about nutrition and i also learned a lot about like my body and what my body needs and it's still a work in progress i mean i i'm an italian so exactly <laughs> i have a lot of food addictions <laughs> but um, but i but, you know again being the energy, being the light, being the entrepreneur, you really need your energy. And so I'm I'm working on trying to find the best kind of fit for my body and what my body needs. So you got to experiment. I hear you because your pictures make me want to actually use my uh, ninja that's sitting up there collecting dogs. I so. know, right? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah, Vitamix for life. I, like, got a Vitamix and I'm never looking back. I oh, love geez. It. Yeah, that'll be my next step once I actually use this ninja thing. But I just love your pictures. Instagram.com <laughs> forward slash Jennifer Fricelli. I'm going to put that Thank in the notes. You. So I'm going to ask Thank you my you. final question, and it's going to be so yeah. interesting, especially with your background to hear what you say. So when you're 80-something and you're looking back on your life and you're in a beautiful place just enjoying life, basking, what do you want to say you contributed and gave to the world and did in the world? I hope that I've taught people about the energy, the energy language of life. There's an energy language, and if we can learn it, we can start being fluent in how we talk about each other. You know, we can we can say, like, uh, instead of saying, oh, that guy was so mean, he was so rude, and blah, 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 we can just say, you know what, that guy, he was he was learning how to be, how to, he was learning his Libra. He was learning how to deal with partnership, and he's really good at being selfish. You know what I mean? Good like, time. if we can just understand people and their energy, it would, there would be more compassion in the world. Absolutely. Oh. Beautiful, beautiful. Understanding our energy language. Well, Jen, thank you so much for being on the show. You're welcome. Thank you for having me.